Welcome to When I Was On My Mission, the podcast where missionaries tell true, unbelievable stories that they experienced firsthand. I'm your host, Brian Jensen. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app. It really helps us out. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the When I Was On My Mission podcast. I'm your host, Brian Jensen, and excited to have Adam Watts on the podcast this evening. Adam, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. Of course. And Adam was referred over from a previous guest, Drew Rigby. Great story um, about his time in Paraguay. And really excited because we've heard that you've got a good one too to share with us tonight, Adam. But before we jump into it, I just want to ask you a couple couple questions to kind of get things rolling. Does that sound all right? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it to it. What do you got? Well, first, where did you serve your mission? So I served in, in Brazil. It was a mission called João Pessoa. And at the time, it was two states, the Paraíba and the Rio Grande do Norte, as we called it. And now it's actually two missions. It's the João Pessoa mission and the Natal mission. So if you think of Brazil, it sort of juts out before right. it starts to recede back. Our mission was on the very furthest eastern point right on the ocean. Oh, so that is cool. that is our mission. What were the big cities in your mission? So not huge cities. So the, the biggest city was, was João Pessoa, right? Okay. That was kind of like the city center. And then as you went north to Natal, that was the, the the other bigger city. But you're not talking like New York City, Sao Paulo, kind of, you know, you're quite rural. So they were cities, but they weren't massive, right? Gotcha. Sounds a bit like Utah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's probably fair. That's probably fair. Okay. Very good. And what language did you speak? Spoke Portuguese. Portuguese. And Portuguese, the, the whole time, any other languages, nope. any native dialects? Uh, you know... We we learned a little bit of gypsy, which was called Cigano, because in a couple of the areas that, that we served, there was a lot of gypsy families. And uh, anyway, so there's there's a little bit of that, but it was mostly just Portuguese. And is it gypsy just a group of people that kind of migrates around and does yeah. isn't really tied to one area and just kind of does odd jobs, that type of thing? Yeah, totally. And we could have another episode about a crazy story with, with, with a family. But yeah, just kind of migrate here and there. They, they, they tend to have bigger families that sort of roam, but they kind of have like this little dialect that, that is kind of tribal. And um, so you pick up some of, some of that as you teach the families and you try to get to know them. And you pick up certain different words and things that they say that, that aren't straight Portuguese. You know what I mean? Gotcha. And what years were you on your mission? So I was there from um, 02 to 04. Um, we, we went straight from Salt Lake, Salt Lake City to Sao Paulo okay. for the MTC. Last question for you before we get into the story. Um, were you excited to go on a mission and were you excited about where you got called to go? Oh, I was so freaking pumped. So I have two older brothers. They both served as well. Uh, my oldest brother went to Indiana, Indianapolis. And my uh, brother, that's just older than me, went to um, San Fernando Valley, California. Yeah, my father served, he served in Taiwan. And I was like bound and determined to not serve in the States. Like 
anywhere but the United States for whatever reason. I just, I was like, I want to serve. I want to learn a language. In fact, my missionary photo that I sent into the church headquarters, I shaved my head so that maybe it like made me look rougher or something. I had like this weird conception, like if I look rougher, maybe they'll like send me somewhere super exotic or something. So I was super pumped when I opened the mission call and I didn't even know how to pronounce it, right? Joa, Joa, Pessoa, like I have no idea where this thing is. And I had never met anyone who had been there. I couldn't find anybody who had served there to this day. I've met one person, one person since I've been back who's actually served in that mission. Really? Wow. (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. So I was super pumped because no one in my family knew anything about it. And it was sort of this just massive adventure that I was about to go on. That is great. I felt the same way right before I was leaving. I I just wanted to leave the United States. I had both my dad and my grandpa had served missions in Denmark. And my grandpa was the mission president in Denmark. So I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to go to Denmark, you know, and uh, then I got called the Raleigh, North Carolina. And I w- there was like <laughs> some initial disappointment, but then it, it turned out to be amazing and an incredible adventure in its own way. I'm sure a different adventure than Brazil, but still. Yeah, I think every every mission is its own adventure. I just, because my two brothers went to the States, I, I just wanted to be different, right? Like I, I just... I wanted to have my own thing that's like wasn't the states that like I could just have that was mine. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm the third. I'm the third brother, so I always get left over everything. Right? <laughs> like nothing's ever my own. So I just wanted something that was my own. So got it, got it. Well, thank you for sharing that with us and for giving us the overview on where you served in the lead up to getting that call. And we'd love to hear your story now. So if you want to just hop right into it, let's let's go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so my story, and I, I don't. This is unique. I would think that it's probably not. There's probably multiple variations on this. But so, yeah, I'm brand new in in the mission. Right, we show up. I, I had the the great fortune to have a phenomenal mission president whose name was Carlos Wizard Marchines. This guy is just an absolute freaking beast of a human. And I remember him picking us up at the airport. And, you know, we drive to the mission home. They say, hey, listen, like, we're so excited. Your first area is going to be Valenchina. And this was sort of site of Jean Pessoa, the main city. So, you know, we're talking poorer area. There's some dirt roads and things. So I'm super pumped. And they're like, hey, your, your companion is this American guy. We're going to ease you into this thing. It's going to be great. And you're also with another American and a Brazilian, you know, four of you guys in one house. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be fantastic. So they drop us off. This is literally my first day, right? Like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just like ready to dominate the world here. And they drop me off at the bus stop. Well, here's my companion. He's high-fiving me, takes my bags. We get on the bus, bus all the way to Valentina. We don't have bikes. We don't have cars. So we walk everywhere or we take the bus. Okay. Do you hitchhike so at all? We never hitchhiked. We, we we had a few guys in a couple areas that we paid on a regular basis to take us places, okay. but yeah, we, we, we would never hitchhike. So it was always bus or, or hoofing it. So anyway, we get to the house, put my bags in and he's like, Hey man, take, take a little bit of time. But we have a discussion with this girl and she is just so ready to be baptized this is kind of like the last push to, to, to have her commit. And we have that in like 30 minutes and I'm like, dude, 
these guys are like balling out. They, they've already got this <laughs> girl like ready and I'm going to swoop in. It's like day one. I, I don't really kind of understand what's going on. So all four of us walk to this house in Brazil, which at least where I was, they, there's no doorbells. And so you clap, right? You clap and then the people yeah. come out. So here comes this girl. She comes out go into the house she's there with her mother and so there's all four of us and i'm going on the totem pole and i i know like words and phrases but like i can't follow exactly what's going on because i'm like brand spanking new like two hours old yeah yeah dude i'm so we get in there they're like hey listen we're gonna talk about the word of wisdom we're gonna talk about tithing and we're gonna talk about prayer so i go cool yeah i i, I know some of those words like, look, we're not going to ask you to like say much because we know your name. I was like, great. So we open with the prayer. They start teaching about tithing. And they're like, you know, we pay tithing. It's, you know, something the Lord requires us to do. And, you know, typically we pay 20%. And I'm catching like 20. And I'm like, 20. I'm like, I swear that's not 10. Like, those words are totally different. Like, yeah, we pay 20%. And I'm like, what the freak? Like, maybe I didn't hear that right. So then they start talking and they're like, look, the word of wisdom, it's kind of hard. You know, a lot of people struggle with it, but you know, we, we don't do drugs. We don't drink, we don't drink coffee. Sometimes we can drink coffee. Like there's some instances where like we can drink coffee, but it kind of depends on like what the situation is. And I'm like, dude, did, for real? Like, did he, you know, and again, I'm picking up like bits and pieces of this and I'm like starting to get nervous. Like, dude, this is not, these dudes are like wild, right? Like, <laughs> and then one of the dudes is like, yeah, this is one of the American guys. He's like, you know, we, we really love to, to pray. Prayer's a big part. You know, we pray to Jesus. We, we pray to Mary. And, you know, sometimes we actually pray to Joseph Smith if we need like, you know, big blessings, right? Like if we're really seeking something, we, we pray to Joseph Smith. And I'm like, okay, look, I know what prayer means. I know what Joseph Smith means. Like, and I'm looking around like at the other two dudes and I'm like waiting for them to be like elder, like, no, 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 like that's not, that's like not what we do. And I'm kind of starting to like sweat a little bit, right? Cause I'm Mr. Ready to yeah. go day one. And I'm starting to get really nervous, like, oh my heck, like I'm in like the wrong area. These dudes are like total apostasy. What the freak is going on right now? So they kind of look at me, there's like literally zero expression. Like it's full blown, like we're doing this. So they kind of keep teaching and they, they're saying stuff and I, I'm like, I'm not picking it up. And one of the American dudes says, hey, elder, listen, she is like, she wants to get baptized but before she does she wants all of us to kind of like to kind of like commemorate this to kind of like seal the deal she wants all of us to drink coffee together and i'm like you have got to be freaking kidding me i've tried to be a good dude you know i made mistakes but coffee was one thing that never interests me I, I never had coffee never had an interest in coffee and now it's like okay they put me like all of them are like seem to be just totally down with this. And I'm like, maybe this is like the thing that you do to like seal in the Brazil. deal in Brazil, right? And they're all you don't looking want to disrespect at me. someone's culture, Adam. Totally, totally. <laughs> they're all looking at me. The, the sister is looking at me. And it's like everybody is waiting for me to like 
make a decision. And I'm kind of looking around. Well, so her mom goes in the kitchen and brings out what appears to be coffee. And there's five cups. Well, she starts drinking. The other two elders, not my companion, they start drinking. And my companion starts kind of sipping it. And I'm like, if this is like what it's going to take, you know, <laughs> baptize this person, right? Like, like the Lord, Lord knows my heart. <laughs> right? oh, so I go to grab this coffee and I like grab it and all of them just start dying laughing. <laughs> I mean, they are like losing their minds, right? I'm like so confused as to what's going on. And they just are like, bro, we totally had you. And they're like, it's not coffee, it's cevada. Well, there's this drink in Brazil that's called cevada, which is like, it's like a tea, right? It's like an herbal tea or it's like a, it's not against the word of wisdom in Brazil, but it looks like coffee. And of course it's day one. How am I supposed to? I have no idea, <laughs> right? So this whole time, the girl is already a member. Yeah. We're in a member's house, right? Of course. And so they've just totally set this thing up to, to burn me day one, to make <laughs> me feel like totally down. And I'm like, oh my heck, dude. I'm like, I am so relieved. Like <laughs> you're teaching about praying to Joseph Smith and that we pay 20% tithing and we can drink coffee sometimes when we want. And I'll obviously never, never forgotten it. Cause it was like day one, second hour. I'm like in the lion's den and all of a sudden it's like on me, if this person's going to be <laughs> baptized or not. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so there you go. That's a, that is an awesome story. And, a couple of questions. So how did the members do? Was it just straight face? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like nobody was smiling. It was like dead on. Like everybody was serious. And I thought this was the real deal. Like, like this is the meeting and this girl is going to get baptized. And like, that's what we're here to do. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Man. Did, did you hold a grudge against any of them or was it just kind of all in good fun after that? No, it, it was awesome. I was like, well, I actually was like relieved that like, okay, these guys look, yeah, it was a funny prank, but at least like they want to have some fun while we're on the mission. Cause as you know, the mission is, is so difficult and it's so hard. If you can't have any fun, it, it gets, it gets to be a little bit brutal. So. Oh yeah, totally agree. And what are you feeling in that moment? Are you, are you thinking like, I've got to clean up what they're, what these, what these missionaries are telling, I've got to correct the record or. Is it like, I've just got to, this is just how, how it goes. Or maybe I didn't understand. Like, what, what are, what are you thinking? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I had so many thoughts. I was like, dude, do, me, do I have to like call the mission president and be like, look, these guys are like totally jacking up like people here in, in this area. Do I need to like wait until this is over and be like, I'm not having this. Like, this is totally wrong, you know? Or it's like, is, do they just like do things different here? Like, how, how am I supposed to know, right? Like, I have no idea. <laughs> so, uh, it was brutal. Let me, let me take two minutes to tell you a story really quick. That's, yeah, go that's, for it. It's somewhat similar to what you just told me. So I trained a missionary when I had been out for about a year. I was in this town called Wilmington down by the coast in North Carolina. And there was a less active return missionary who we were trying to reactivate. He's a super cool guy. And he gave me a very similar idea to the idea that you you just explained when I told him that I was going to train a new missionary. So we talked to this guy and 
<laughs> well, what we ended up doing, exact same premise, right? The new missionary shows up yep. and he's excited. And it wasn't the same day. It was like a few days later. But I, I set it up as, hey, look, we have this guy. He's super close to baptism. This is our last lesson that we need to teach him. It's about the word of wisdom. And we just need to do whatever it takes to kind of get him over the line, you know? And um, so we, we go down there. And we get to his apartment and he comes to the door and he's, he decided that he was going to try and have as rough of an appearance as he could. So he's like put on fake tattoos on his neck and just like all this, all this stuff. That's amazing. (laughs) And uh, we go in and sit down and this part's ridiculous. We sit down and I did not tell him to do this. We sit down at the, on the couch and there's like a coffee table. And he has a gun sitting out on the coffee table to like, to like intimidate this new missionary. And he's like, "Amazing!" Right there, I'll just move that and like, <laughs> <laughs> And um, so we get to the we get to where it was, and we're teaching him. And, and he goes, his line was, "Look, elders, like we've just been meeting for so long, and I've I've made so many sacrifices for the church, and you guys need to make a sacrifice to me to show me that." The, for me to show me that the church is committed to me as well and and you guys need to just have a sip of beer and then i think we can throw away this beer together you know and, and so he's got some like beer bottle he's cleaned out and he you know put the lid back on and i don't yeah. know it like root beer in there or something like that and so he gives it to me and so i i drink some of it and then i hand it to my my <laughs> And I look at him and it's just like an existential situation, yeah. you know, and yeah. feel like immediately <laughs> with guilt. Like I have just like caused this visionary to like question his testimony. I'm like, no, no, like don't drink it. Just, just give it. like, it's all a joke. And then we have like, yeah. me, like had a big yeah. laugh about it. And uh, anyway. Oh, you know. So funny. See, I told you when I started my story, I said, I'm sure that this has happened in every yeah. single mission, some derivation of what I'm about to say. And father never told me any kind of a story like that. Like, hey, day one, like, this is what happened. Like my brother's yeah. never told me. This. Yeah. yeah, my brother never told like So like, I have no idea, right? I'm just going in good faith, trying to baptize this person, right? Oh, exactly. And I think that's that's kind of fun about this podcast is is trying to help people see all the different angles of of a mission. You know, like you're there with a bunch of 19 year old boys, and it's fun, and you're gonna play pranks on each other and have a good time. Obviously, you'll work hard and keep the rules and stuff like that. But you're, there's, there's gonna be different situations, and and it's just kind of that. And I think it was actually such a good thing for me because what it sort of did is it kind of set like, it's kind of dumb to say, but it kind of set a tone for like my mission, which was, listen, the Lord didn't call a robot, right? He called you with all of your quirks and your humor and like, you know, whatever it is that you're bringing to Brazil, you should play that up, right? Like you should really be yourself. Obviously, you're going to work hard obviously you're going to try to do what's right obviously you're going to teach and you know sacrifice and whatever but like you know one of the elders in that house not my particular companion i was mission i was mission companions with him three times wow. during the mission oh wow the dude was just incredible but he used his humor and his gifts he, he was in this rock band before the mission and we would go and he would sit on the town square and he would just freaking rock out on this thing. 
and people would circle around to watch and i would be out there teaching them hey have you seen this picture do you know who jesus christ is like on and on and on and it was like dude this guy knows what it's about like he's using his talents to draw people to god allowing us to teach them versus like i'm gonna be this robot guy and like somehow people are gonna like me because i'm this robot or like i'm this person that i think a missionary should be versus like who i actually am totally uh, yeah i've had some great examples of of missionaries that had similar talents and use them to the best of their ability on that mission those are always inspiring people to to be around and to learn from totally but that's a lot of fun and so one question that i ask everybody that comes comes on the podcast you know you kind of have the highs and lows of a mission unexpected sometimes you get a prank played on you in the first couple <laughs> of hours those types of things but kind of considering your total experience over those two years was it worth it to serve a mission uh dude 100 percent, 100 percent. obviously it's it's it'd be hard to go back now just yeah different life situation but like i don't even know how you would recreate that experience outside of a mission like teach for america there's a bunch of great programs out there but like dude to basically know nothing and be chucked into a to a different country not knowing how to speak a language and like hey good luck and like having to try to figure a life out incredible the skill set the, the organization the work ethic, you know, dealing with difficult people, getting sick, eating food, you know, I mean, on and on. Yeah, dude, 100%. I mean, you know, obviously I've matured in my faith journey and things like that, and I'm still a member, but like, dude, I would never trade it for anything, man. It was absolutely incredible. Well, I feel exactly the same way. And Adam, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate you taking the time. You bet, Brian. Thanks for uh, having me on and spending some time. I appreciate it. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of When I Was On My Mission. If you or someone you know has a great mission story, we would love to hear it. Please email us at contactonmymission at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram or Facebook at When I Was On My Mission. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app.